0: Section 28 of A Treatise on Good Works This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K Hand A Treatise on Good Works by Martin Luther Translated by Johann Michael Rieu Fourth Commandment, subsections 13 through 15 Thirteen this also is the reason why there is not such great danger in the temporal power as in the spiritual when it does wrong for the temporal power can do no harm since it has nothing to do with preaching and faith and the first three commandments but the spiritual power does harm not only when it does wrong but also when it neglects its duty and busies itself with other things even if they were better than the very best works of the temporal power Therefore we must resist it when it does not do right, and not resist the temporal power although it does wrong. For the poor people believe and do as they see the spiritual power believing and doing. If they are not set an example and are not taught, then they also believe nothing and do nothing, since this power is instituted for no other reason than to lead the people in faith to God. All this is not found in the temporal power, for it may do and leave undone what it will my faith to god still goes its way and works its works because i need not believe what it believes therefore also the temporal power is a very small thing in god's sight and far too slightly regarded by him that for its sake whether it do right or wrong we should resist become disobedient and quarrel on the other hand the spiritual power is an exceeding great blessing and far too precious in his eyes that the very least of christians should endure and keep silent if it departs a hair's breadth from its own duty not to say when it does the very opposite of its duty as we now see it do every day fourteen in this power also there is much abuse first when it follows the flatterers which is a common and especially harmful plague of this power against which no one can sufficiently guard and protect himself here it is led by the nose and oppresses the common people becomes a government of the like of which a heathen says the spider webs catch the small flies but the millstones roll through so the laws ordinances and government of one and the same authority hold the small men and the great are free And where the prince is not himself so wise that he needs nobody's advice or has such a standing that they fear him there will and must be unless god should do a special wonder a childish government for this reason god has considered evil unfit rulers the greatest of plagues as he threatens isaiah chapter 3 i will take away from them every man of valor and will give children to be their princes and babes to rule over them four plagues god has named in scripture ezekiel chapter 14 the first and slightest which also david chose is pestilence the second is famine the third is war the fourth is all manner of evil beasts such as lions wolves serpents dragons these are the wicked rulers for where these are the land is destroyed not only in body and property as in the others but also in honor discipline virtue and the soul's salvation for pestilence and famine make people good and rich but war and wicked rulers bring to naught everything that has to do with temporal and eternal possessions 15 a prince must also be very wise and not at all times undertake to enforce his own will although he may have the authority and the very best cause for it is a far nobler virtue to endure wrong to one's authority than to risk property and person if it is advantageous to the subjects since worldly rights attach only to temporal goods hence it is a very foolish saying i have a right to it therefore i will take it by storm and keep it although all sorts of misfortune may come to others thereby so we read of emperor octavianus that he did not wish to make war however just his cause might be unless there were sure indications of greater benefit than harm or at least that the harm would not be intolerable, and said, War is like fishing with a golden net. The loss risked is always greater than the catch can be. For he who guides a wagon must walk far otherwise than if he were walking alone. When alone he may walk, jump, and do as he will. But when he drives he must so guide and adapt himself that the wagon and horses can follow him, and regard that more than his own will. So also a prince leads a multitude with him, and must not walk and act as he wills, but as the multitude can, considering their need and advantage more than his will and pleasure. For when a prince rules after his own mad will, and follows his own opinion, he is like a mad driver, who rushes straight ahead with horse and wagon, through bushes, thorns, ditches, water, up hill and down dale, regardless of roads and bridges. He will not drive long, all will go to smash." Therefore, it would be most profitable for rulers that they read, or have read to them, from youth on, the histories, both in sacred and in profane books, in which they would find more examples and skill in ruling than in all the books of law, as we read that the kings of Persia did. Esther, chapter 6. For examples and histories benefit and teach more than the laws and statutes. There, actual experience teaches— here untried and uncertain words end of section 28